Hello, this is Mitch Wagner. I'm an editor at Light Reading, and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. Today, we're going to talk with David Greenfield, who holds the position of Secure Networking Evangelist at a company called Cato Networks. In case you are not familiar with Cato, well, what's wrong with you if you're not familiar with Cato? Uh, They used to be a company that I would have described as being in the SD-WAN business, but I don't think that's the case anymore, which is the subject of our podcast today. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch. Good to be with you. Okay. So now the way I remember it, we talked a few weeks or a month or so ago for an article and I said something like, well, of course you're an SD-WAN company. And you said, no, we're not an SD-WAN company now. And I replied, and we can say this because you are Israeli and I am Jewish. I replied, oi. Um, <laughs> am I remembering the conversation correctly? And why the transition? What is yes, Stacy yes, anyway? Yes. Sassy, sassy, right. Sassy, I always so, uh, get that wrong, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so Cato has been around now for about, uh, about five years or so. Um, and, and, and you're right, you know, we, when we spoke, I guess, yeah, I guess it was about a month ago or so. Um, uh, and, you know, you had asked me about, you know, are we still an SD-WAN company? And I said, well, you know, we're really more of a sassy company sassy is is a superset that includes sd-wan and we've basically been delivering what could be called sassy services since our inception okay so first of all i should say i keep mispronouncing it sassy because of a children's tv show that was on called zoom in 1972 that i was addicted to so i'll just keep on saying sassy and now you'll know why i'm not an idiot well, well, um, you're, not first, you're not the only you're not the only one i think the, the entire industry is looking at gartner and saying how could you have sassy of all the terms right even yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. like it yeah and <laughs> everybody who watched, is. and everybody who watched that show now has that little uh, uh, jingle running through their head right. and won't be sure. able to get rid of it for three days so i apologize for that anyway what is sassy what is sassy sure yeah. okay so uh, you know uh, let's step back uh, for a moment as we look at our at our um, IT infrastructure today. As enterprises look at the, look at their IT infrastructure today, uh, they certainly have they have they have a number of challenges. Certainly, we have a challenge uh, relating to legacy networks, to MPLS, right? We all know that, right? Um, very expensive, very rigid. SD WAN addressed that uh, that solution. But in addition to the sort of site to site legacy networking challenge that we've had, we've had other challenges as well, right? Um, mobility. Right, you probably work at home and from the office, or probably work from work on the road. Mobility is part of what we do, and part of the way we work. That's not really part of um, SD WAN. Cloud, actually, cloud is a real challenge for a lot of SD WAN solutions. They don't, they're not cloud. I'll say cloud native. That's an abused term. I, I'll put that aside for a moment. But they're really not designed for the cloud. They don't. You'd have to deploy an appliance somehow, an SD WAN appliance in the cloud to connect it to, to your SD-WAN, non-trivial at all. Um, and then of course, you know, security. Security is not part of the original definition of SD-WAN and that presents its own, its own challenges. So SD-WAN addressed some of the issues that we had, didn't address all of them. Um, Gartner recognized this and, and others and created this category called the Secure Access Service Edge. And what the Secure Access Service Edge is, uh, is a converged networking and security service delivered from the cloud um, every, anywhere in the world, right? Yeah, so it yeah. uses, SD, uses SD-WAN to connect your offices, but then it can also use mobile clients or clientless access to connect your 
your mobile users, and it uses uh, and has integrations with the cloud to connect your your cloud resources. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is something we've been hearing about from a number of SD WAN providers that five to seven years ago, the wide area networking problem for enterprises was connecting remote offices and branch offices to the data center to headquarters. Um, and now the problem is, among other things, connecting those users in those same remote locations directly to the cloud. Um, and, and going through the data center just doesn't cut it. Um, but people, the yeah. thing that I think is so revolutionary about SASE is that it's conceptualizing, conceptualizing this not as a, an appliance that's sitting at the edge, and not as multiple appliances, right? A lot of SD-WAN vendors, when you talk to them, they say, well, we've got SD-WAN. If you want security, we'll, we'll recommend you to our security partner. And then we have service training. You have to do the integration. You have to, you know, there's a whole hodgepodge of things that they try to kind of um, wrap, you know, put some wrapping around to make it simpler and easier. But you still, at the end of the day, you still have all these appliances you need to manage, purchase, and deploy. That's not sassy. SASE is is taking security and networking, it's mashing it together into a single service, and it's delivering that um, from the cloud, truly a cloud-native service. There are no appliances to speak of in a SASE service. Okay. So, right? It's a single software stack, kind of, I guess, the difference between, perhaps between AWS and hosting a server, right? Hosting a server, in that analogy, where would the server be hosted? Well, right. So, you know, if you remember, we originally had server hosting. We used to, you know, you know, years ago, we would take our servers and we'd give it over to a hosting vendor, and they would put it up. Yeah, um, co-location in their data center, co-location services. That's right, right. Yeah. And you know, if you think about that for a moment, and you compare it to what AWS is, right, which is, you know, you can kind of see the difference between what's between SD WAN appliances and SASE. Right. Okay. So, so if you want. Do I need to go into that? <laughs> well, I think, I think for a moment. Or? I think I think I think where you're going with this is is previously SD WAN invo involved installing customer premises equipment, um, that that ran the SD WAN service, and now the SD WAN service lives in the cloud. You probably still have to have some kind of CPE somewhere involved, but it, it can be much right. Different. So you know, Cato Cato has been delivering what I've described to Sassy really is a description of what Cato's been doing now since you and I started speaking when I, when I first came to Cato a couple of years ago. Um, uh, you know, in Sassy, if there's an edge appliance, it's providing just enough functionality to get the packets into the cloud for processing, right? So all your security processing, all of your advanced networking processing, it's all happening uh, in, a, in the cloud platform. What that means I mean, why do, why do we care, right? Cloud sounds cool, why do we care? Well, what that means is that you can benefit from all the resources of the cloud, right? So you have the elasticity and the scalability of a cloud service. Lots of people deploy security appliances. They love, you know, they, they go out and they, they, they see all the cool features that security vendors claim and, and, and they deploy their appliances only to find that as traffic levels jump, um, the processing requirements jump on their appliance as well. And they're not able to they're not able to enable all the features they'd like to enable. Yeah, they're not and, able and, to enable all the features they'd like to enable. Um, and that's this has been you know very this is an age old problem something something we've seen with, with UTMs uh, in in the past in particular. Um, with a SASE service, that's not an issue. Yeah, because yeah. the processing is happening in the cloud. And that's a very that's a very very big distinction. 
Yeah, and so and with the with the with the service providers who are uh, our community, including yourselves, um, one sure. of the issues they run into is they've got to do do truck rolls to reconfigure the CPE or at least deliver it for the first time um, and configure it for the first time, and that becomes very very costly because it involves trucks and people and HR costs and uh, also slow because. It's you exactly to get out there. You know, Gartner is very clear. If you read the reports, they, were, they view this as a direct threat to traditional network services. Sassy in their eyes is the future of how to deliver network services. Okay. And that, this whole mo- this whole model of of um, of NFV running VNFs at, at the edge, in particular, so you've got a very thick client. In their eyes. Uh, is insufficient as we move towards a towards towards a digital enterprise. Okay, so let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to find out um, if you are an SD WAN vendor at all anymore, and also whether you are concerned about the Baskin and Robbins problem. So we'll take a break now, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> back. So is, uh, is Cato an SD-WAN vendor at all anymore? Now, let me just say, I haven't had a Baskin-Robbins problem in a long time, but Ben and Jerry's man. Cato is a SASE uh, solution provider, a SASE platform provider. And as part of that, we deliver SD-WAN capabilities. So by that, I mean to connect uh, um, offices data centers, we have an SD-WAN appliance, um, but to connect mobile users, for example, we have client or clientless access. To collect your cloud resources, we have native in- we have native integrations there as well. So to say that we're an SD-WAN provider sort of only tells you part of the story. And of course, Cato converges a complete security stack into it, right? We have a next generation firewall built in, uh, built in to the Cato service. So SD-WAN is a very small part of what we do. Okay, so now you have some information coming out that, um, if I have this correct, enterprises are actually losing faith in SD-WAN? This is really, really interesting. So we, we've just completed a survey of uh, more than 1,300 IT professionals around, around the globe. And in the process of, of uh, um, in the course of, the, of doing that survey, we've asked them to, um, uh, it, it, we asked them for their agreement or disagreement with a series of statements, series of positive statements describing their networks, right? Um, can you rapidly add bandwidth to your, to your network? You know, agree, disagree, right? And then we broke those out by, by platform. So we looked at you know, how that changed before digital transformation and after digital tra- transformation for MPLS, SD-WAN, and SASE. Clear? Okay. Does that make sense? So basically you're asking yeah. them, do they, do they have faith in their network? And you're asking them, how that changed for three categories of, of, of transformation, one to MPLS, one to SD-WAN, and one to SASE. Basically, right? Okay. So, what you fi- so what you find is that with MPLS, right, significant change, no surprise there, right? Uh, before digital transformation, many of them had high confidence, actually, in their MPLS networks. Post-digital transformation, very, very low confidence 
in, really? the, in, in, their, in their networks. Yeah, MPLS, absolutely. So MPLS makes them less confident in their networks? Right, because what happens is that what does digital transformation often involve, right? I mean, it's kind of a, a code term, if you will, for things like mobility and cloud migration, right? Rapid expansion, all the things that have been difficult for MPLS services to deliver. Mm -hmm. So beforehand, they weren't aware of digital transfer of digital of digital transformation or the or the impact of digital transformation. Once they go through it, they recognize all the limitations they found in 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 their MPLS networks. But the same was also true with SD WAN, and I thought that was very very interesting. Now, admittedly, the confidence in SD WAN was substantially higher than it was in MPLS, but still there was a marked drop off. Before digital from from before digital transformation to after digital transformation. So let, let's let's be, let's be clear what how we're defining digital transformation for the purpose of this survey. Sure. So so we and you, admittedly this is an area that we'd like to go back to and and and, and survey the the participants again. Um, we sort of left it open. All we did is we said to them, "Have you implemented a digital transformation initiative in your company? Yes or no." Right, so um, um, it, you're absolutely right. They may be, you know, there may be very different definitions of what digital transformation means for each user. Um, having said that, there is, you know, what do they say about pornography, Matt? And they know it when <laughs> they know, see it. Exactly, exactly, right. So, um, and I think there's a very similar feel when it comes to digital tra digital transformation. Um, we know it uh, when we when we see it. Um, but it's that drop off, it's that loss in confidence. I think it was so so interesting because you know when I think about SD WAN as an MPLS replacement, well that's pretty easy, right? You know, I look at my I look at my bandwidth cost for MPLS, I look at my bandwidth cost for, for SD WAN, boom, that's an easy that's an easy decision. I need to go out and sort through the 30 some odd SD WAN vendors that are out there, right? Mm -hmm. But um, that's a sort of baked and known approach. What happens though is that after I've made that transition. I start to realize that, well, hold on one second, I've got other problems, right? I need to open up a site really quickly. And that means getting security out on that site. In fact, if I want to take advantage of SD-WAN and its claims to improve cloud performance, I must have security with secure direct internet access at that branch. So that's a huge change because SD-WAN appliances don't include security. That's okay. one issue. And then, of course, I realize, well, hold on one second. My users who are traveling or they're just working remotely have their own performance problems and their own issues. Do I really want to go out and buy yet another solution to service them? Wouldn't it be great to have them as part of my SD-WAN, but I can't, right? That doesn't make sense. Why should I have different policies for users in the office and outside of the office when it's the same user? Why can't I have one network managing all of my users, regardless of location, you know, connecting them and securing them as they need? SD-WAN doesn't give that to you. So what you look at, what you what you find as you as you look at the data, is that as, you know as SD-WAN users start to encounter these sorts of challenges, right, the confidence in SD-WAN drops. Okay, so um, are you concerned in this transition to SASE about market? confusion. This is where the Baskin and Robbins problem comes in. It was a Baskin, yeah, service provider who, who gave an interview, uh, not gave an interview, did a presentation at a late reading conference 
toward the end of last year said that his customers had a Baskin and Robbins problem. There were 31 flavors to choose from and they couldn't decide to just <laughs> implement. So um, now I can understand why a company like yourself might say, hey, with all these 31 competitors out there, we're going to we're not even going to say we're selling ice cream anymore. We're going to say we're selling gelato now. Um, well, I, 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 I got to tell you, I gotta, I'll answer your question, you know, with, with a story, if, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. I joined I joined Cato, as I said, about three years ago. And I and when I um, came on board and I first heard their presentation, I had been in the industry for 20 years. Right. You and I, we, we, we've worked together um, mm -hmm. uh, in the past. Um, so I've seen a lot of companies. I've seen a lot of technology and I'm and not just. I haven't just like spoken to companies. I've really sat there and analyzed um, uh, network, networking architectures, and it's always bothered me that we didn't have security embedded in our in our networks. It seems so strange to me. Why should the two be to be to to be separate? So, you know, when I met with the with the Cato team three years ago, I was blown away by their vision: one network, securing and connecting all resources everywhere, delivering the optimum experience no matter where the user sat, right? So you're in Tokyo, you boot up the Kato mobile client, right? That traffic gets optimized and secured, you know, gets dropped into the, into the nearest Kato pop in Tokyo, optimized and secured, goes across that backbone into New York. And uh, you, don't need to, you don't need to be worried about it. It just happens automatically. And I thought that was just incredible. The thing is, is that SD-WAN, which is what you guys have tried to describe us as, is just a small part of what we do. We do provide SD-WAN, but we also provide you with a next-generation firewall. We, we, we also, we also uh, provide you with, with managed detection and response services. We also provide you with a whole host of services, optimized mobile connectivity that were beyond the scope of SD-WAN. So, so sexy for us is great. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted about it. it. It is a perfect description of what we do. But are are you concerned that the enterprise that's going around looking for SD WAN solutions might not even look at you guys now? The way that somebody who wants ice cream is never going to look at the might not look at the place that's gelato if they don't know what it is. Look, it's very important to keep in mind that when you're in Ben and, ben and Jerry's, nobody loses, uh, nobody leaves you, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, look, you know. Um, we're very clear. We're a SASE service with SD-WAN capabilities, and that's what we, that's okay. what we talk about all the time. And it seems to resonate with our, with our users. We've we've gotten just great feedback from our customers and our prospects. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too concerned about the problem that that you're describing. Okay, so um, where do you see this the SASE market going in 2020? Not just you guys, but 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 everybody. Sure. Look, I think that Gartner has said that within four years. 40% of the industry will um, will have plans for adopting SASE. Enterprise, 40% of enterprises will have plans for adopting SASE. I think SASE is the future. I absolutely believe that very strongly. And you see that not just us, but some of the top vendors uh, in the security and networking industry are taking a very, very close look at SASE and trying to align themselves with that vision. So I think that as we look in 2020, you're going to see um, um, more SASE introductions, a lot more jockeying for positioning in SASE, a lot more enterprises adopting SASE architectures. Okay. It's just All a right. start. All right, let's leave it there. That's it for today. I'd like to once again thank our guest, Dave Greenfield from Cato Networks, for joining us. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Mitch.
All right, I'm Mitch Wagner from Light Reading. Thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by Tian Fu in New York. Show notes are available at lightreading.com. You can get the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and your favorite podcast software. Thanks for listening, and thanks for getting your telecom news from Light Reading. I think I'm going to have some ice cream or gelato now. Bye-bye. <laughs>